Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code STEVE, S-T-E-V-E. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast Steel City Wrap-Up. 11 rounds in the books. One to go. Thanks to BTOsports.com for uh, sponsoring this little thing. Don't, think, don't forget, you can enter Steve and save yourself big cash at uh, BTOsports.com. Thanks again. My name is Steve Mathis. With me as usual, uh, my boss, RacerX's own Jason Wygant. Steve, you got one race left this year to prove your worth. Will we bring you back next year? Mm. Uh, you better step it up. Mike, Mike, you, we're joking, but my contract is up. Contract negotiations. You are a free agent. Yes. And we did not, unlike the riders, you have not been signed during the season. No, exactly. So yep. I'm working hard, giving it 100%, thanking my team, and I'm going to try my best. It's not like you haven't left for a competitor before. No, good point. No. Absolutely. True. And and that would be Jason Thomas, everybody. Uh BTOsports.com, Suzuki's Jason Thomas. Um JT, thanks. You know Yeah, no worries. I I however am not in a contract negotiation, just to be clear. Right. You are the one to watch and riding off into the sunset with that honor. Yeah, who's gonna be the one to watch it uh next weekend, I wonder. Well, I hate to say, but um, was that a lack of confidence I was showing you? I just I felt like if we waited to the last race, what if disaster were to strike between Steel City and Elsinore? I just couldn't take that chance. So, no, I liked it. I liked it because Steel City is yeah. a better track for me, and the California races are kind of crazy. Like you never really know. New track, new everything. So I, I definitely thought you did the right thing for sure. Good news. And let, and How about the uh, yeah. our TV producer taking the ball and running with it, and even going and getting some sound bites, which we never do. For, for one to watch. Burner did it. They did it for Burner at Mount Morris. Yeah, well, that's I, probably, I watched you know, it go down. That's his boy. That's his boy, you know. Yeah, I think they um, probably influenced that one. Um, they knew I was very media savvy, so they <laughs> capitalized on it. And let's not make any mistake about it, JT. The reason you were the one to watch was because Wygant made it so. Oh, absolutely. And I texted Wagon after the race for thanking him for making that happen. Right. There was never a doubt in my mind about what was going I on. I did make it so. However, to take it a step further, we know where this all started. What was the genesis of JT being the one to watch? This podcast. Bingo. Yes, this podcast. Uh, I was hoping to get some sort of recognition for him. We all agreed we needed it. <laughs> we all agreed that JT needed it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's scary uh, that this uh, little podcast could do that. It could also get the words of the week into TV shows sometimes. I felt like JT as our one to watch was our El Chupacabra moment of the year. Right, right. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was good to see. It. And, like, yeah, and like Wygant said, interviews and everything. And, JT, 
Weech says that Fro never, ever goes around talking to the riders. He, he feels like he has a good handle on it. But when it came to this week, he went to you to get information. You should feel honored. Well, I definitely gave him a memory to go off of because I was irate <laughs> when he came over to our truck. <laughs> um, yeah, not happy with Jake Weimer holding you up in practice. No, I definitely was not. Trying to... Not a Jake Weimer fan at that time. Well, you know, what are we going to do? I had some choice words for Jeff to go tell Weimer, actually. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Very choice. And Fro's like, no wonder why I don't go back into the pits. I got these idiots going off on me. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't have cared if I wouldn't have had to go ride their last chance, but right. and it was like worst possible scenario. Yes, and, and, and as you said good. on the line, the one to watch thing was coming into your mind as you're sitting yeah, on the well, line. Yeah, well, for sure. Like, right. I knew there was that going on, and I'm like, if I don't qualify and they had, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be good. Right. It's just not good. <laughs> it's just not good. Um <laughs> Uh, 1922 for you, JT. Yeah, first moto was okay. I uh, made some passes at the end and got in there. Actually, on the on the race footage, you can see me passing uh, Derek Anderson and then the Russian Crayer meets uh, the last lap behind Dungey. And then uh, so that was that was all right. And then the second moto, I crashed. And the, when it started raining, I went off the track. Or else, <laughs> I felt like I could have got points again. Hey, the rain was coming uh, down pretty good for like five minutes really hard yeah man it made a track that was the slipperiest track i've ever ridden on yeah. period yeah like i've never ridden on anything slicker than that yeah that was insane uh, and and i was in, in the answers tower and it was like i was like oh shit this is no joke like this is sketchy um but yeah just where all the all the dirt got blown off like it gets so icy there yep and then it just turned into man it was crazy like i couldn't believe there was i couldn't believe there wasn't more crashes obviously there were some yeah. but Oh, there would be more. Anybody had roll-offs on? Anybody smart enough to anticipate the rain? I saw guys with with them on the line, like yep. toggle guys, which would not be you because you don't come to the line. But <laughs> I saw guys there with, with roll-offs ready, but I don't think anybody ended up using them. Of course, we can bring up John Knowles, Scott Coggles, and the infamous Millville day. Why can't? Well, we can bring up Knowles for a couple reasons. Yeah, first of all, the ultimate shout-out for a goggle guy was when it started raining halfway through a, a lights moto, 250s, whatever you want to call it, at Millville. Brock Hepler already had the lead. I feel like I need to accentuate that. He didn't win because it was muddy. He was already leading. But then he pulled a huge lead in the second half of the moto. And on the podium, Rob Bida says, well, Brock, I don't think anyone expected it to rain halfway through that race. And he said, well, John Knowles at Scott Goggles did, and I was the only one out there at roll-off. And I think Knowles managed to puke, faint, and perhaps even masturbate all at one time. <laughs> Very excited for, for that calling of the weather. That and, is a pretty good shout-out right there. And, uh, and um, for Knowles, this was a big weekend for him. Had a baby on, what, Thursday morning? Friday morning. Friday morning at 2.30. Friday morning. morning. Yeah. Yes. Stayed up all night Thursday. Wife Jillian in labor. They have a baby. And he says, he texts us a photo and says, well, boys, I'm off to Steel City. <laughs> And get this. I've been up 24 hours. Hey, get this. This is this is how much he is a hardcore. He he uh, he figures he's going to ditch out um, right after the gate drops for the 450 second moto. Everybody's handled. Intermission's done. Everybody's got everything. He's dropping everything off. He wants to go see his 
wife and his brand new baby. He tells Mitch Payton, hey, Mitch, wear Scott goggles. Pro circuit wear Scott goggles. Hey, Mitch, uh, I'm going to try to get out of here. I just had a kid. I'm going to try to get out of here and see the baby. And Mitch goes, all right, just know if anything happens, it's on you. It's on you. And he finds me shortly after that conversation, comes in, tells me that, and goes, I ain't leaving, dude. I ain't leaving. I'm staying here. <laughs> Stayed there all the way to the end. <laughs> so, I mean, that is dedication right there. He just, uh, yeah. He could not bear to think that something might happen to the goggles while he was gone. This was in the 450. This isn't like, well, like bag a championship on the line. This is for tickle. Well, but he would have been gone for the second 250 moto, too. Oh, oh yeah, I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah you was, cannot. No right. way John Oles would stand in front of that. He, so he, he was trying to get out of there, but he, yeah. That's dedication right there, folks. Um, if, any, if anyone's looking for a man friend, Knowles has some special talents. The dedication that he would provide. Last week on the show, we talked about Ignacio Pagroni? Pachoni? I think it's Pazos. Pazos, yeah. I don't know. yeah. Ignacio. And uh, turns out I got an email from uh, a guy that he stays with. Uh, both of you got approached by Ignacio. Big, yes. big, big fan of the show. Wanted to get everything clear. Costa Rica. Yeah, uh, I saw him on Friday. He sought me out, said he listened to the show. He appreciated the shout-out. Um, at that point, I started racking my brain to remember what the hell he was talking about. What shout-out? Who are you? What is this? And then slowly through the conversation, I started to piece it all together. He is the two, or is the 450 champ in Costa Rica. Races the 250 when he's here. I think I have that order correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said the tracks here are absolutely, positively nothing like Costa Rica, and he would like Dungy to race a national down there just to see how much it would affect him in reverse. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah. uh- is he kind of, is that calling out Ryan Dungey? Is that? Is, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think he said he might only be a second or so a lap faster there. I think is what he said, as opposed to oh. you know many 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 seconds in the U.S. Ignacio, very bold. Huh? Um, and JT, you got a good a, guy though. Yeah, and JT, you got a lot of facts wrong about him yeah. <laughs> uh, that he wanted to. Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember even saying facts about him, but all right. No, you do. I, don't, I don't. I never. I never heard of him. So, I mean, I had seen his no, name. No, you made result. a joke. You, 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 made it up. It was that was the joke you were right. making up, pretending that you knew who he was. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Obviously, obviously, it was completely wrong. I, you know, right. he got lost in translation somewhere. Um. Right. All right. Let's get. Let's get on to uh, to Steel City. Let's get two fifties first. I think because um, that's Ignacio's class after all. Um, Tomac uh, again, one one. He's now. Uh, He's now won one, two, three, four, four out of the last six motos. Should have probably won Southwick second moto, which would have been five out of six motos. The guy's just on fire. Uh, this weekend he rode behind Barsha in the first moto. Seemingly kind of uh, could strike at any time and, and struck with a couple laps left. And the second moto, um, it was over. So, and even, 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 even saved a big crash. I really thought it was amazing how he almost ate crap, lost like three seconds, and the very next lap he put three seconds back on, on Roxham. It was like, all right, cool, I lost three seconds, check this out. That's uh, that's a guy who's uh, just phenomenal right now, huh, JT? Yeah, it was very Michael Byrne-esque at Unadilla. Whoa, that you pull pull yeah. three seconds, lose three seconds, no big deal. I'll yeah. just pull it back out. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, like you were saying, that guy's obviously feeling it right now. Um, yeah, I'm sure he's looking back at random motos throughout the year where, you know, if things had gone differently, he would, you know, he, he could control his own destiny this weekend instead of kind of hoping, hoping Baggett makes a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he can, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Stevie Wonder could see that the guy's just killing it right now. Like, you know, Barsha, I think Barsha thought he had him covered. Mm-hmm. And uh comeback was just like, eh, no, nah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna wait, wait, wait. Yeah, okay, now it's time. I'm gone. Yep. See you it's, later. it's weird like how he could just turn it on like that. Yeah. His dad's gnarly, Weege. What does his dad do? Uh construction worker? I feel like he's not he a sells mountain bikes. Fat. He sells mountain I mean, bikes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a br- him and Huffy. Big pioneers in the Um Steve Huffy. It, uh what 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 do we want to? Did you see that tweet from Barsha after the race, uh, Wygant? Yeah, what was that? I don't know. We touched on it a little bit last night on the show. Um, something about cheating, and then he said that it was not nothing to do with motocross racing, which I do not believe for a second. Um, I thought that? he was talking about Weimer. Weimer cutting the track. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless he cut the track, he didn't win though. Someone told me he didn't really win. Maybe he was talking about Moscow and Unadilla cutting the track. I don't know. I just thought it was in poor taste. Why again? Maybe he was calling it? you out there, JT. Well, uh, I guess you didn't get a band Unadilla, sure. but yeah, very yep. upset about JT's twenty-two, twenty-four at Unadillas. Um, what say you? Why again? Bad, bad taste. Uh, what's it about? What's, what's, what's well, it? I think you have to realize if you're uh, someone in the public eye, someone of a public figure, motocross riders, I guess, at least in our little world, are that um, you cannot let stream of conscious. You have to just realize that if you're going to write that. People are going to interpret it one way. You could say it's not about motocross, but no one's buying that, even if it's true. So you either better know exactly what you're saying or don't say it, because it's not because it's going to die. You're, you're too popular for that. I would hope he didn't say that about his teammate, the guy who beat him. Uh, that would really suck. Um, I heard right. there's not a yeah, lot of love so. there. But. There never is. It's a, it's a championship fight. There never is. Wilson, like yeah, Bennett. but I think it's. I think there's a little bit more to it than normal there. Like I think there's quite a big rivalry between those two. Well, I know there was no love loss between Justin and Trey Kennard when they were there. I yep. think it's just a natural thing. I really do. Um, you know, because when you have when you have two alpha guys going, it's just not it's bound to happen. Well, I think those two go even further back. Um, they have been battling for a long time, even before they were long before they were teammates. You know, they were kind of mm-hmm. the same basic group as amateurs. Um, then you throw parents, you know, into that mix and people around them. You know how that works. That only escalates things. Right. And then, lo and behold, they end up in the same truck. And uh, yeah, I think they've done a pretty good job. In fact, kind of knowing their history and how close they've raced this year, I think they've done a pretty good job masking that. Like most of the time, you see them together. You know, upstairs in the riders' lounge, they're getting their gear on together. They'll shake hands if they're both in the press conference. Like I feel like they've masked it as best as they can, but it's got to get tenser and tenser now. The championship might go through either one of them. I mean, yeah. I know they got Baggett too, but it's going to be tough. JT is Baggett is Baggett riding the way he is? Is he getting beat up, beat straight up? Is is everybody caught up to him, or is this championship pressure on the line? You know, I interviewed Mitch Payton after the race. Uh, and he mentioned it's really easy when you got nothing to lose. Um, it, it's easy to just hang it out. And if you if you go down and somebody goes out, ah, he was giving his best shot. And, and I think he's got a point to that. Um, what what do you think? 
I think it's a combination. Um, I watched him ride really closely on uh, the race footage and a little bit in person, and uh, he, he looked he looked really fast. Um, I don't know if it's if those guys have just you know made up the difference towards the end of the race or what, but um, you know obviously he struggled, which he has all all year at the beginning of the moto, and then it just seemed like when he went to turn it on at the end those guys were still, you know, those guys had more than they did at the beginning, mm-hmm. it seemed like. To me, that's what I saw. I didn't see those guys dropping off at all the last few laps. And I saw Blake had some really good laps towards the end, but so did the other guys. You know, it's yeah. almost like a more equal playing field. And if you don't, if you if you give those guys any breathing room in the beginning, he's not able to make it up now. Okay, so is it 50-50, 50% the other dudes have caught on? And are are just playing faster than they were beginning of the year, and fifty percent. Oh my God, I'm riding for a title. Wh- which way do you sway? I think it's more those guys are riding better towards the end. Okay, that's my personal opinion. I, I didn't. I watched him ride, at, um, and I, I didn't see any telltale signs of him riding tight right. or arm pump or nervous or anything like that. I just think, like when you watched Eli and even Justin until the last lap or so. Those guys were really good at the end. Like I saw those guys really charging, and I didn't really see that as much earlier in the season. So at the end a, of the motos, it's a case of, and I, I, I hesitate to bring this up. It brings me nothing but pain. 2007, 450 t- national championship. Our our friend Tim Ferry in the points lead. Uh, Bubba Stewart goes down, and he swears to this day, I never changed my riding style. I wasn't feel affected by the pressure. Those other idiots, Alessi Langston. Windham short. Those other guys stepped it up when James got hurt, and I wasn't able to. Is that what you're thinking, JT? I think so, um, and I don't know that it's exactly the same situation because I think what you're talking about, those guys saw an opportunity, and then everyone got motivated, uh, and basically their whole mindset changed to, well, yeah, you know, let's just get this season going and try to do the best I can to. Holy crap! I can win a championship. I'm going for it. You know what I mean? That so that was a Mindset. A little bit different, um, Mindset. but Mindset just, of a champion. Uh, I, I, what's that? Mindset of a champion. Exactly, exactly. Fro, yep. he's very excited. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like those guys, whether it's physically or mentally, they are, they are uh, head and shoulders better at the end of the motos than they were earlier in the season. Okay. So, who wins this? Baggett has to go... Waggett, I know you love this. Tomac's going to go one-one, and Baggett has to go three-four um, to clinch. W- who wins this thing, Waggett? What happens this weekend at Lake Elsinore? Well, first of all, I look at last year, and Baggett had a very similar season. The high, the highs and the lows maybe weren't quite as dynamic this year, but um, he left Redbud last year as the guy. He wasn't the points leader, but he's clearly the fastest guy. He went one-one. I think Wilson was just down in the dumps, like, I don't know what it's going to take to beat this guy. Even though Wilson was the points leader, then you talked to him after Redbud last year. He felt like a beaten man. Uh, well, Baggett went 1-1 at Redbud this year. He left with a pretty big points lead. And he really has not ridden the same in any moto since. He won Southwick, but that was uh, he wasn't the best guy that day. I mean, I guess Washugal, the second moto, was pretty good, but the first moto was really bad. Um, so to me, it's two years in a row where he has not been able to maintain whatever it is, that yeah, he, ridiculous speed he has. He's gone further than last year. He kind of 
yeah. started going downhill, you know, after the, right after that Red Bud race, really. Um, so he's gone further this year, but you're right. Same sort of lack of, of um, blinding speed. Yeah, and that's the risk that we said he ran all year long. I mean, right. when your game is based on I've got to go three seconds a lot faster than guys at the 25-minute mark, that's hard to duplicate uh, every single week. I mean, you're taking a big chance to be able to do that every time. So I wonder if there's not a little something to that. Now, luckily, 14 points might be enough, or it might not matter, and he might get it done anyway. But the, um, as my colleague Jeff Emmigs likes to say, it's momentum versus points. And, I mean, Tomac has everything rolling his way. He's the guy right now. He's won a bunch. He doesn't have any pressure because, yeah, he has the nothing to lose. Where Baggett does, and there's some guys that can get in between them. We already saw three guys get in between them in each moto this weekend. So yeah. that's a tough situation to be in. It's, it's the smallest 14-point lead I think you could have. <laughs> uh, JT last night on the Pulp Show thinks that Baggett will come through and thinks the Southern California tracks, right? JT does favor Blake this weekend, uh, the Elsinore soil. Yeah, I do. I think that he's very fortunate that it's the last race of the year because I think that track is very, very good for his riding style. He's always great at Hangtown, any right. California races. So um, I'm sure that's uh, you know, a little bit comforting for him. Um, well, again, funny that we, we've mentioned this a couple times this year. Uh, talking to Jeff Myshak, one of the owners of Geico Honda, he said that they went back through the years, looked at the points, and if you can average third place or better through the series, you will win the title. It has always happened, I don't know, however many years in a row that they went back and looked at it. Five, six, I don't know, something like that. Um, and they said that's the plan for Justin, Justin Barsha. Just just maintain a, a podium average every race, and you'll be champion at the end. Well, here we go. There's one race left. Uh, he's 2.9, average finish. So he should be free and clear. Uh, but unfortunately... Tomac is 2.9, and Baggett is 2.5. So uh, I, don't flaw the, I don't fault their theory. It was sound, but it's run into some, a roadblock here. The consistency of these guys is ridiculous. I mean, even Rocks and, and Muscan really haven't had horrible motos. I mean, for five guys, to have, have any of them been out of the top ten in any moto this year? No. That's, yeah, no chance. I doubt. That's unbelievable, and it's not like they're – I mean, these guys are riding – Balls to the wall, often late in the motos when they're tired, battling each other. Balls out. You haven't seen any balls out, full castration. You haven't seen rough riding between them. You haven't seen huge yard sale crashes. I cannot believe five guys could be on it so close, 22 times, and no one have a massive crash or a weirdo bike problem. It's just bizarre. Yeah, speaking as a former mechanic, you're right. The bike problems haven't even been there. All right, so Eli's worst finish Hangtown, 11th, uh, 11 points. So that would have been a 10th? Right? First turn crash. Right. Yep, first uh, turn crash. Baggett's worst finish, 16 points. So that's a 5th? Uh, 5th? Fifth? Yeah. Fifth? Fifth. Barsha's worst placing, uh, a sep- uh, 14 points, so 7th? Didn't Baggett get a 6th in a moto at uh, Washougal? Or is it a 5th? Oh, I'm sorry, yep. Fifth, 15 yeah. points, that's his worst. And Roxon's worst has been a uh, seventh, also. And Musk, that's incredible. And Moosekin's worst was Hangtown, seven points, so thirteenth. Fourteenth. Um, whatever, JT. Split, <laughs> you're splitting hairs here, Donnie. Um, 
Yeah. So, anyways, why again? Not only have they not the four of them, not only have they not been in the top ten, they, Eli's tenth, and then one tenth place. After that, they're all incredible. Yeah. Remarkable yeah, consistency. I, I feel like we've never seen anything like that. I'd, I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to go back and check it out uh, through the records, no doubt. Um, so, JT, you're thinking Baggett. Why can't you never did give us a your pick? Yeah, I'll go. Uh... I'll go Tomac just to be contrarian here. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, why not? I'm sure uh I'm sure Blake will use that this weekend. They never believe they never believed in me. Um put it up on the truck window or over the wall or whatever you want. Whatever you want. Uh Do I, I get a cut? Do I get a cut of the championship then if I motivate them? I'm gonna go with Roxon. He's forty eight points down. Um okay. but I like a lot of things to happen this weekend. Um a lot of unpredictable things. So, I'm gonna go for so Barsha and Tomac will get into a fight in the Geico truck yes. and injure themselves to the point where they cannot race. No, LaRocco will injure both of them trying to break it up. He will throw them through <laughs> walls like a Hulk, like on accident. And Blake will have bike problems, both motos. Sorry, Sean. I can see it. Irwin. I can see it now. Sorry. Um, Roxon goes 1-1. The title is his. Maybe throw in a, a moose can, let Ken buy, because he's going to have to score the max. He's going to have to score the 50 points. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. throw that in there. Yeah, we can do that. Um, yeah. I, I thought moose can was going to podium this weekend, for sure, coming off a win at Unadilla, and we saw his first career podium um, last year at Steel City. I just thought that it was going to be um, his, his race again. But, uh, nope, 5-5 five, five on the day. Four, four, five. He was sick. He was sick. Oh, he was? Yeah, I went into the uh, the KTM truck after practice, and um, it was the first non-jovial Marvin Muscan I'd ever seen. Yeah. He was laying on the couch watching footage and couldn't even really say hi. And I was like, what is wrong? Because mm-hmm. he goes out of his way, as you know, Steve, to be friendly. He'll come up to you to have a conversation with you. Yes. Normally it's us chasing the riders. I uh, wasn't feeling it that day. Said he was really bad on Friday, felt a little better on Saturday. But it had to have some impact. I mean, he wasn't even the same rider that he was. A week or two weeks ago. Yeah. Stephanie, not the uh, ace KTM PR lady. Did she tell you that she can get Muscan and Roxon for you? No problems? <laughs> well, it was weird. I was talking to both of them, and uh, Casey Lytle, one of the KTM guys, we're watching footage. We're talking about whatever. Grant Langston comes in. We're all BSing. And then as I left the truck, I saw Dunge over in the other part, and it was like a quick, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, because I think Dunge is kind of in and out. Like, Roxon and, and Muscan don't have motorhomes, so they're just hanging out in there all day. Yeah. I think you only get spare Dunge sightings. Like, after practice, here's what I need. I'm going to my motorhome. See ya. See you later. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Uh, 250 class. Uh, Will Hahn had a good day, 9-6. Alex Martin, Jeremy Martin. At one point, the Martin brothers were going at it. A very exciting time for the family. Yeah, it was good. Jeremy Holshot. Um, the second moto? Yeah, second moto. Second moto. Yeah. Yep. Jeremy Martin. Um, did, did you know Jeremy Martin's mechanic is now Scott Atkins, who's been removed from well, sites? You Atkins t- is the guy for next year. You told me this uh, on Saturday, and I, I don't believe you because Scotty Atkins and Ryan Sipes, I mean, there was much love there. Five years or I something. I know. Yeah. Multiple teams. Like, you yeah. wouldn't think Ryan Sipes is the guy with the leverage when he was moving from Motorsport Honda to a Yamaha team, or even um, Moto Concept, three teams. No, KTM, too. MDK, KTM. 
Scotty was with him at that many teams. Yes. Scotty. So somehow Ryan Sipes had the leverage to, I'm bringing my mechanic with me wherever I go. And they're like, yes, Ryan, whatever it takes to sign you. <laughs> and now it's over. JT does a very good impression of Ryan Sipes. JT. Oh, sorry. What would, what, what would he say? Uh, I, you're putting me on the spot. i got to work up to it. All right. What happened to Sipes this weekend, by the way? He didn't ride the second motor. He was on my fantasy team, and I was not happy. I'm sure he's heartbroken. Do you think he knows what fantasy moto is, even? Fantasy moto? What y'all talking about? We talking about fan? Oh man, I have fantasies all the time about girls and two strokes. <laughs> um, I don't know what happened to him, but uh, heartbroken. I guarantee you, with him leaving next year, he does not have a practice bike yet. I, I can almost stamp that. Um, How can you expect? Does he really need it? Though? Yeah, I can set aside. So. That's right. amazing. Yeah. Again, though, nobody like, knows why I didn't ride second motor. Though you really don't. No, I don't know. Why not? I was pissed. Yeah. Nope. Um, I again, though, like uh, Jeremy Martin. Uh, hey, Jeremy Martin. Watch Jeremy Martin. Check out J- Jeremy Martin. Jeremy Martin beating RC. Jeremy Martin. And I mean, again, I'm sure he's a nice kid. Good, good. Fourteen eight. You know, like oh well, like uh, color me. Unimpressed with these guys, with these amateurs, Zach Bell, Jeremy Martin, maybe Bogle to an extent. You know, I mean, hey, you're not going to knock home runs out of the park every every amateur class, but the the guys coming up are so good and so phenomenal that I guess we just have higher hopes, right? Oh, I think man, we're I'm a little bit of the. Good, good, JT. I was just going to say, I think you're you're not giving him enough credit. I mean, do you think they're going to come in and beat the guys that are? established as the best guys, those guys weren't didn't come in and win consistently right away either. I mean, Tomac had great motos, you know, to start the year, and then it was downhill. Barsha was really good, but then was all over the place, similar to Zach Bell. Um, I, I don't know. I think you're a little bit hard on them. They're fast. Jeremy Martin ran up front. They're getting great starts. They're, you know, obviously not yeah. not getting top fives, but those guys are on another planet than everybody else right now. He couldn't beat Alex Martin, whose team probably didn't even get to sign up in time. Their box fan probably broke. You know what I mean? Like, I heard. I heard that. If you think I heard, if you think Alex is fast, wait till you see Jeremy. Jeremy blows him away. Much better rider. Going to be way better than him. I've yet to see this. Ricky Carmichael. You've yet to 17, see it in four uh, whole motives. Sixteen seven. Yeah, Ricky Carmichael went sixteen seven. Different first race. Different. Different, can't even compare it. Apples to oranges, oh. bro. Why? Because amateurs back then just weren't what, what, what the guys are now. There was no hype around Ricky Carmichael? If you want to talk about racers in their very first race who have placed better than 16-7, I got about 30 dudes. Now they that's, what I'm saying. You, they, that's what I'm saying. You can't judge these guys off of one race. That was my whole point. No, but if you want to talk about the, the standard being set for amateurs coming into pros... It's there, it's it's and and it's much better than what Jeremy Martin, Zach Bell, have done. I I just don't think you can base base a whole you know projected career off I'm of not, I'm the, not projected. the end of I'm, well you but they, yeah. this is the end of the season like they're coming in from Loretta's. they don't they're gonna have a whole yeah. off season I'm testing getting I'm, ready I'm, like I'm projecting their career you're right I I they suck balls they should retire no I'm just talking about right now they may end up being great who knows but 
Nah, you're projecting their career. Oh, am I? Okay, well, you're cutting the track, and you're a cheater. That's right. I paid my $100. <laughs> I returned to society. I was uh, institutionalized. I was rehabilitated. Right, right. And I'm back. And we saw you, and we saw proof. We saw Jake Weimer. So we saw proof of you cutting it. Yep, exactly. Um, and and JT, proof. JT, is it true that you were actually innocent? You were just tired of fighting. Tired of fighting I am. this. And they you, they yeah. stripped me of my hundred dollars, and yeah. I just I I've you know I can't fight it anymore. I have my head down. Um, <laughs> but you not, I'm I'm not conceding that I'm guilty, but I'm just tired of fighting. Have you seen the new <laughs> Have you seen the new Batman, JT? I have not. Oh, I think you need to be like Bane and go live in the sewers for a while until your debt is paid. Yep, it's that time again. Time for a commercial. Thank you everybody for listening to the BTO Sports. Dot com Racer X podcast show. Listen to these commercials from btosports.com. Use the code Steve and JT Racing. Thank you, JT Racing, for coming on board. Listen to these commercials, support the sponsors, and yeah, then we'll get back to the show. Thanks for listening to the btosports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bicar body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped in anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. Okay, I'll, I'll work on that. Okay. I would like to uh, tell some of the listeners here, I think some of Mathis's, um bitterness towards all these young kids moving up is that Mathis actually keeps a running tabulation of what riders are still left on the circuit that remember when Mathis was a mechanic. <laughs> so for each young rider that comes through the ranks, that will probably inevitably push another one of those veteran riders out at one point. What are you down to, Way and Wyndham? Uh, well, at? JT, I got one race out of JT left. I got a lessie. <laughs> I got a lessie, but I guarantee you he doesn't remember anything. Uh, so he, he probably doesn't count. Um, Wyndham, <laughs> Chad, Nick and Nick's iffy. Jake's short. Short? Mm. I mean, he was racing in 02. Like, he was winning Supercrosses in 03 in the white class. Like, yeah. he for sure remembers you. I'm going to text him right now um, and see if he remembers me as a mechanic. Uh, continue. But yeah, they're, they're, you know what? You could be right. Why well, can't you could be onto something? Um, yeah. You are bitter. So it's more about you than that. comes up, someone must go. I'm just texting right now. Um, no, listen. I'm just saying. Why can't we've had this conversation? I'm surprised you haven't you haven't backed me. Thanks a lot. You're you're caving to the pro rider, um, but uh, you're with me. What in this a rookie thing? 
Yeah, you're with me. I know you, you are. You actually said the words. You actually said the words in the argument you put. Everyone's telling me that Alex or uh, Jeremy Martin is so much better than Alex. I haven't seen it so far. So by so far, you mean in four motos. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have not seen it so far. I haven't He's seen had it. He's plenty of chance to prove himself. <laughs> four motos. I haven't seen it so far. Uh, hey. Um, What's next? I like you riding off Davalos. In your first race ever. What's that, JT? It's like you riding off Davalos. He hasn't even had a chance yet. You're right. Good point. All you're you do right. is ride him off. You're absolutely right. How's that going to go next year with the Mitch Payton team? How's that going to work out, Martin? Is that going to go good, you think? I um, feel like that Mitch is going to yell a lot. I don't know. Hey, we had um, we had Jesse Nelson on the Pulp Show last night. Ninth in points right now and probably going to end up ninth in points. Pretty damn good. Just behind Jason Anderson and Blake Wharton. Wharton and Anderson, Wygant, you're on both of those guys' tip. But uh, they... They are going to be 8th, 7th, and 8th in the points, most likely. And, man, they do not get much press, do they? Like, good seasons, solid seasons, but not a lot said about either of those guys. I've written a few times, I think Blake Wharton's a fantastic rider, but, man, they do not get a lot of press. It's just the top five guys are so dominating. Yeah, but I think for both of them, um, it has been an awesome season. It's not real, it wasn't really about attention for them. They just needed to kind of establish their place. Because if you go back a year ago, Wharton was on the out. He was the one one of these Geico guys who wasn't going to follow the system all the way through. You know, we've seen what has happened for Kennard and Barsha, and I think you probably know what's on the way for Tomac, right? Well, Wharton got cut loose, and uh, he was out all year. So that's a bad situation to be in. Plus, he was going to that Rockstar Suzuki team, which at that point had very iffy results and uh, history. So I feel like this year he put himself back in the map. Like, we know Blake Wharton is here to stay. He's going to be an established guy. He'll have a ride for a long time. He'll probably make some good money. And Anderson, his situation was even worse. And I think now you know, okay, the future is pretty bright for both of them. So I'd say mission accomplished. It wasn't really about press. It was mm-hmm. just about, yeah. you know, establishing where they are in the sport. I feel like, uh, yeah, Anderson we've talked about. He's, he's definitely saved his career with hard work and, and all that. Yeah, I think Wharton did too, though. I mean, yep. you miss an entire outdoor season last year and you come up and have a dud this year, you're in big trouble. Um, all right, anything else about the lights class? Uh, oh, let me ask you this, JT, because um, this, this is near and dear to my heart. Cole Thompson, uh, top 10 privateer guy uh, near the uh, for a couple of races and some really solid finishes in the 450 class as a privateer, takes the star ride. Uh, you know, all expenses paid, gets a good bike uh, on, a, on, a, on a good team. Not a great team, but a good team. And as, he's been battling injury, so there's that. But was this a huge mistake by Cole Thompson? Was this a bad move? Uh, I think it was ill-advised. How about that? I mean, of course. It, I, just you know, I just don't think it was the right the right. Move mid-season with no time to get ready or prepare, or do anything. You're just going to jump classes, jump bikes, brands, right. you know, everything. That's really all I see. I mean, I understand the fact that he wanted to be on a team and it was a great opportunity and all these things, but just the timing of it, it's hard. It's hard to just switch everything and, you know, he's never raced a white class in outdoors. He's never ridden a Yamaha TVDF, you know, that I know of in outdoors or anything. So... That's all. I mean, it's so easy, yeah. It's so easy for us to sit back and say it now. I mean, so let's keep that in mind. But uh, what do you think, Wygant? What uh, 
I mean, was this something would you have done if you were in his shoes? I mean, I, I've written that I would have also done it, but it, it's it's hurt him, I think, as far as uh, 2013 prospects. Well, you know my answer. Um, he was saving a ton of money by doing this, right? <laughs> yes, yes, okay. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend the move in that case. Um, do you think that the team, will the, will the team say, hey, we gave you a shot, you didn't do well enough, go pack your bags? Or will they also recognize that he was put in a kind of a tough spot and say, hey, he's obviously got some talent. Let's give him a year to prove himself. Well, in talking to them, they, they've indicated that they think they've got a good shot at going back. But you know how that goes. All these teams tell, you know, there's the, these teams, people are, avo- people in general in life are afraid of confrontation. So they just, you know, just tell people what they Right. So he might be under the truck asking and they just say, yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're good. I, I think, if anything, you. I'd say even if the results aren't great, there's a better shot that they're going to bring him back and give him a ride than if he hadn't written there in the first place. So okay. getting on star, I'd say if you told Cole Thompson a year ago you'll end up on star for 2013, he'd be pumped on that. Yes. Who yep. cares what his results are at the end of the year? Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I'd say I think, though, that if he had stuck to the 450 class and, and still gotten top tens here and there, you know, like, 10-7, 8, you know what I mean, Eight, eleven, whatever he was going to get, I think he could have turned that into a guaranteed deal for 2013, maybe with more options on, you know, the equipment of his choice, not right. uh, just a mid-season rush decision where he's going to be now. I, I, I think he he's going to be stuck now, honestly. Okay. So I, I don't know that he's going to have anything, honestly, just because you know he's getting like fifteenth, twelfth, whatever he's getting in the white class. I don't. I think he just kind of blew his hype. You know, he he was in a really favorable position. I think he could have mm-hmm. stayed there, like the way he was riding, and I think he's just kind of blown that that opportunity he had. But I'll, uh, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, so. I'll be sure to get the hype going again. Don't worry. I you don't have to worry. That you team is notorious for his patience. What's that, JT? JT? I, I watch you continually try to build hype now, and it's just not working. So, uh, Yeah, I, I beg to differ. How's that filthy Phil Nicoletti and Bobby Canary ride going for it? Nah, good, I think. I think I've, I think I've increased awareness of them. Okay. So, um, Jake Canada going for 10th in the points. Uh, pulled in big time this week, uh, seven points back, so that's a – a race he wants to get. I think he's got a bonus for top 10, so that should be interesting. Um, let's move to... Um, hey, you, here, this is interesting how this just turned out. We're done with the 250s, right? We, yeah. we, there's no one else to talk about? Am I right? Right? Is that what we determined? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've fallen into the trap. <laughs> uh, Oddly, this year, Malcolm Stewart has been one of the least hyped, least talked about riders, where I think the book on Malcolm was, hey, he's going to get you more attention and press than his results may warrant because he's James Stewart's brother. Somehow, the year has been the opposite. Malcolm rode awesome in the first moto and got sixth. Uh, He did pretty good in both motos at Southwick, and I feel like nobody notices or nobody talks about him. It seems impossible that that could happen with the Stewart, but I feel like it has. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like he really uh, rode well. Let's move on. Moto. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on. Not talking about him. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I I totally agree. He, he's actually been riding really well. But no, but is, you wouldn't you think? Like I remember last year we were we said, hey, would a team sign Malcolm Stewart, or is all the extra attention and everything that brings with it not worth it? And a bunch of lights team managers said, not worth it. 
he gets more attention. Actually, the star guy said, Ryan Sipes won two Supercrosses, and both times we had people walking past our truck to get Malcolm Stewart's autograph, and he got like 13th of that race. He brings way more attention than another rider of equal results. Somehow, it's completely flipped. We'll have to ask people Ken- don't even talk about him. We'll have to ask Kenny about I that. Think, uh, I, I have a theory on that, that possibly that Bubba's world isn't on TV anymore, that maybe that's dying off a little bit. That could be why. Maybe. Just, Who, just a guess. Who's, I don't know. Jackson, I mean, who's Jackson Richardson? 2119. Jackson Richardson. 2119 this weekend. 968. I saw that. Like 968, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he rode well. I've never heard of him, but he rode well. Cunningham wasn't at Unadillo, was he? This was his first race back? Uh, yeah, first race back, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. JT, then did you pick him in fantasy? Uh, Cunningham, no, I refuse. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, probably a good smart man. Uh, just, got, just got an email in. Steel City Race Review. Is there one coming today? I hope so. Great pulp show last night. Why is Kenny so angry? Eh, all right. Okay. We're doing it right now, Matt. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on. 450 class. Um, 450 class. Where do we start? JT, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to start with this. No, I'm not going to start with that. Never mind. I'm going to move on. You shut me down on that last night. Ryan Dungey won again, 1-1. One, one. Um, again, though, maybe not. Uh, well, I don't know. Shorty was catching him in that first moto. It was a super great ride by Shorty. Uh, got within a couple seconds, and then next thing you know, seriously, like the next thing you know, I looked at the time, and, and Ryan had a 12-second lead. And it seemed like I he just had a two-second lead a second ago. That makes no sense, but you know what I mean? Um, and then the second moto, Alessi kept him close again, again, uh, kept him close. So what are we, do we talk about Alessi putting heat on Ryan, winning Washougal second moto, putting heat on Ryan, heat is used sort of loosely here, guys, putting heat on Ryan and Unadilla second moto and Steel City second moto. Does that mean anything, JT? Is, is he getting closer or is it just Ryan being like, ah, screw this thing. I got, I got this on. Uh, yes. To say I, I haven't seen uh, anything where I'm worried about Dungey winning. I just don't think he's. I think he's. It's it's more his mo, and it's always been that way since 2010 when he was winning. He he just doesn't go out there and annihilate everyone. I'll uh, you know James Stewart, uh, Ricky Villapoto at times. Timmy. It's more of a a uh, formulated you know very planned out method of winning the race mm-hmm. by the checkered flag. So, I don't know. I don't think it's anything out of the unusual. He just, you know, he takes his time. He's patient with it, tries to avoid the big mistake, and knows he has time to win. So, I imagine he's got he's a pretty, I imagine that going to KTM, he's got a pretty big win bonus, huh? Do you think it would be any bigger than he had at Suzuki? I think that it's probably not very big because his base salary was so big. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's usually like one or the other. Right. It's like, right. you know. My God, is he making the money this year? Sweet Jesus. Um, yeah, I mean, he deserves it. What do you, you know? We see what Bill Poto is asking for, and, you know, Dungy's doing a lot of winning himself and winning title this year and, mm-hmm. you know, in contention for the ones he doesn't win. So, you mm-hmm. know, got to, I guess, it's um, market value. So, uh, Weege, best, best race, best moto for Andrew Short all season? I, I think so. That first moto, that was great. 
Yeah, for sure, and I think that defines where we were with Shorty. Last week we were talking a lot about like him and Josh Grant, and we're like, are they good seasons or are they bad? They've been consistent. Look at the points. Look at the results. They're not bad, but mm-hmm. they just didn't see something seemed off. And I think it was in the past for Shorty to get third in points. Got a lot of hole shots, led a lot of motos. He'd be in the hunt, maybe 20 minutes in, still in the race for the lead, and you really just haven't seen him in that position uh, all year. I feel like this is one of the first motos this year where you're like, yeah, Shorty, there you go. Right, yeah. Something breaks the right way, he might even win one of these things, which he was in that position a lot more in years past. Funny how you're changing your tune after you found out he listens to these. Oh, I mean, it's the truth. I'll say it again. <laughs> we have not seen Shorty hole-shotting and leading motos and in the hunt to uh, win motos this year like previous years. I'm just kidding. I take that back? Uh, I take that back? Hey. Yeah, Shorty complimented the shows. I was pumped on that. Uh, well, yeah, of course he did. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, again, so what's going on with Josh Grant in the press conference and his contract? What, what, what's happening? What was that all about? What do you mean? He said everything's <laughs> good. We just need to work out some sponsorship stuff. I don't understand. Why would you, why would you ask such a question? <laughs> he said those words. He, he, those were the words that were and on what, the record what, that were what, transcribed. And what was his body language? A wink, a nod. Uh, a shaking of the head, up and down, <laughs> left to right. He pulled his ear and signaled to steal third and bunt. Right. Pretty much any kind of signal he could possibly give. It was. It was. It meant something. I think he. It was as if I already knew. Like we didn't go over the signs before the press conference. I didn't know if I should steal or hit and run or what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting over there. Yeah. Uh, uh, the podium though for him four four podium finish Josh Grant. Just just when you think it's safe to write him off, he strikes. Well, you talked to Wardy after the race, and uh, there was a little pep talk. There was correct? there was a pep talk. I don't think Wardy appreciated me bringing that up, though. I got a sense. Really? That, yeah, I got a sense that maybe I should have ixnayed on the pep talk a eh, talk. But Wardy did tell me, you know, two weeks ago that um, Grant was told, "Hey, it's not you're not cutting it," and we know Jeff Ward. <laughs> you all three of us on this phone. I've talked about Jeff Ford riding 96 consecutive days. How about uh, training like a, like a madman? So I got a sense this talk probably wasn't very nice. But, um, yeah, Wardy said, hey, Grant, uh, Josh, it ain't, this ain't cutting it. Um, we need to see more. We got to see more out of you. Starting at Washougal. And at Washougal, he went out, second place, weeded himself big time, <laughs> flipping down the track, got up, and, and, and like Wardy said, that that's what we wanted to see. He got up and – Finished the moto and, and did well the second one. And he's been better since. So, pep talk, man. Who knew? He's been in that situation before. I feel like that happened back in his Gibbs days. You know, that's always been kind of the Grant thing. Like, if you could just get that crazy amount of effort out of him all the time, yeah. everybody knows the kind of damage he can do. I feel like those are the challenge these teams have to try to make that happen uh, every time. The... Um... Michael Essie second, 3-2. Good job for him. Um, here's the battle, JT. Weimer is uh, six points back a short for third. Very exciting uh, consequences. Both riders have a third-place bonuses schedule, I would imagine, third place in the points. So, Shorty said he doesn't, and Weimer said if he, he can't even remember if he does. <laughs> How about that? Oh, wow. That's very, very exciting. Shorty doesn't have very that. Very climactic. Wow. Surprised that Shorty does not have that. Yeah, he said financially it doesn't do anything for him, but since he's been in the top three, like every year he's been in the class, he's still right. he's still would like to keep that streak alive. 
No I don't know about Tickle. Tickle has one. No answer back from Shorty on whether he remembers me as a mechanic. I'll keep everybody uh, tuned into this. Um, <laughs> JT, you said you saw Brayton dropping off all his Honda stuff after the race? I did. Yes, I did. Well, I know before the race on Friday. Yeah. I was yeah, talking to, to Eric Kehoe uh, on um, Sunday morning, early, in the airport. And we were talking about, hey, we thought he turned a corner. Seemed like he was getting a lot better. And he's been he's had a, some poor races now. Is this two in a row or three in a row? Yeah, three in a row. Southwick, Unadilla, and this weekend. Not good for Justin Brayton. And I said, do you he think... He knocked himself out second moto at Washougal, too. So it's pretty much oh, okay. everything. Yeah, <laughs> everything lately. After Millville being good, after Redbud being good, Buds was good. Um, and I asked Eric, "Do you think what do you think's up?" And he said, "I don't know. I'm, we don't know. We don't know what's going on." And I said, "Do you think it could be anything to do with like you guys telling him like that? Hey, we're not. He's out." And he's and Eric was like, "You know what? I don't know." He goes, "I, I think that would affect you, though." He goes, "I think that would affect you, but I don't know which way it would affect you." So, what do you think, JT? I mean. Uh, the BTOsports.com team, they've told you you're out. So how do you feel about that? How, how's your mindset? I would say the mindset of a champion, um, <laughs> but a champion on his way out. Right. Yeah. I'm leaving, I'm still yeah. a champion yeah. now. I'm leaving, but I'm still a champion. Everybody remember that. <laughs> <laughs> the real question with Braden, uh, I don't know. It's, it's uh, just like Caracillo is very much more involved than I am. It's, it's, it's strange. Um, I know he's much better. You know, he's capable of riding much better than he is. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Could be something behind the scenes, like the he had a broken hand, though he didn't have a broken hand right. ordeal. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. I give up. After after that, and then Honda telling you that he wasn't hurt, and he's saying he is hurt, and then, then he goes out and almost wins the race, and then he goes out and gets 14th the next moto. You know, it's like, I, I give up. Mm-hmm. What about why again? What about JGR getting the band back together next year? Most likely Brayton and Grant. Oh, you're dropping the Grant thing right here. Nah, I, I dropped it last night. I don't care. This is stupid. Oh, okay. Um, the was there a press release on that? Oh God! Listen, Watson. Um, <laughs> I got Watson on the press release thing. I got, I got Watson on the press release thing because Hanny was out riding a Suzuki, and I said, "But you're under contract with Cowie." And then Watson's like, "Well, what brand are we running next year?" He kind of had me on that, but I don't know. I thought I busted him. I heard up. that Sonny Garcia's bike, though. It doesn't matter. He should be fine. He's still on Hart Nunnington. He's still under contract. They ride Kawasaki's. Does he have his own Cali contract, though? I would imagine. I All right. It. Okay. Anyways. Um, yes. Why again? Continue. You don't know what he's been through, man. You're right. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, that is one of the strangest, just Brayton going back alone, which um, I have a feeling is going to happen. There hasn't been a press release, but I'm pretty sure. I, I, could almost, I would almost put money on it's going to happen, even though we can't talk about it. Wow, you putting happen. money on it is a stamp. That's stamping <laughs> it for me. That's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if I'm Cole Thompson, I go for the free ride. Um, just a stupid thing. I don't understand. There's this new trend this year of the out of respect to the current team. You know, no one can talk about. Like, do you know that the reason that the Wilson-Jeff Ward racing thing, the holdup was out of respect for Mitch? Like, Wilson is clearly not riding for Mitch anymore. He's hurt. He's not going to be on that bike. How is that disrespecting that, that, current team? That is, I believe, I don't believe that for a second in this cutthroat industry that, that it's out of respect for Mitch or out of respect to Honda. I believe it's because it's the new it is what it is. It's the new nobody believed in us. 
these teams slash agents slash riders, not really riders because they're not smart enough to, to tell the media that, you know, but the, the agents and the teams are saying that to get us bastard media people off their backs. It just means it's not, it's not done yet. That's all. Maybe. But I, don't really, um, I mean, I'm paid to, to report the news, and if I find out that Josh Grant is going to JGR, I'm not quoting anybody. I'm not quoting anybody. I'm not saying Grant said it. I'm not saying JGR said it. I feel confident that it's going to happen. Not 100%. I feel very confident it is, though. So, so I'm, you as a so I'm saying it. professional reporter are, are making statements without any sources or facts to back you up whatsoever. Oh, I have sources. I have sources. Don't worry about that. Have, oh, okay. You know, I, I'm not at liberty to disclose those sources. If Woodward, if Woodward and Bernstein disclose their sources, history would be a lot different, Wygant. <laughs> All right, well, Obama is actually an alien sent down by the Muslim Brotherhood to take over this country. I don't have any sources. <laughs> no, I don't want to reveal them. No, you have sources. You I don't just want to, want reveal to know them. this right, is true. Right. Well, this is true. I don't put that on the same level as a Josh Grant switching teams. I feel like well, I, yeah. To the people involved, it is. If you're Josh Grant, nothing is more important than what's on Josh Grant's level. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, JGR getting both guys back is maybe the most bizarre thing ever. I couldn't even figure out an example of a team bringing one guy back yeah. after one year when we heard Brayton was going back. Yeah, I mean, Larry, two riders. Larry Ward came back to Suzuki, what, eight years in between? <laughs> and that was like a shock. Right, exactly. Uh, Larry Ward got a couple of chances at Suzuki. And um, in two different decades, essentially, like right. that's how far apart that was. Yeah, I don't feel like we're that, drawing close. Yeah, I don't feel like that's that's a big of a deal. This um, is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Uh, maybe he stays. My predictions are: Grant goes to JGR, and Monster steps in, sponsors the Jeff Ward team, and Hanny goes right there. Call it a day. Stamp it. That's my prediction. All right, moving on. Um, yeah, I don't even want to comment. Okay. I don't even want to comment. Yeah, well, I'm in the job. Hanny, Hanny getting another, Hanny getting another shot, eh? We all know he's got talent. We all know he's got. I talent. think I think there's a better uh, chance of of Hanny going to, back to Mitch's deal, like what yeah. Sickles riding on now, than right. what you're saying. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Let's talk about Tickle. Man, he went around Brayton and Millsaps, like they were standing still in the first moto. Like, see you later. I'm Brock Tickle, you're not, I'm going to the front. And I feel like that is a massive, again, just another indication of Tickle's season. It's good. It's really good. All right. All right, moving on. Three. <laughs> no, he, he's been really good for sure. Obviously, the last few weeks have been even better. But he's... Right. I don't know if it's confident or yeah. what, but he's riding, he's riding well. There's no doubt about that. Uh, three mechanical DNFs this year, which would – he's in fifth. He is uh, 24 points behind short. Take Give him, give him three motos of uh, 10 points each, let's say, which are very easily attainable. And, and Brock Tickle is easily third place. And very odd, Weege, to have three mechanical on a pro circuit team. Very strange. Overall, look at the um, last couple of races for those three guys battling for third, Weimer, Short, and Tickle. Short, DNF, second moto here at Steel City, and uh, Tickle, DNF, first moto. And then Weimer scored, what, three points at Unadilla after that big crash? Right. Um, it's 
kind of funny how that they're all, how that works. Yeah, they're all equal is what you're saying. They've all had sort of bad luck at, uh, to each other. Yeah, massive, right. massive amounts of bad luck. I mean, Weimer at one point, not like I was saying it. I mean, I wasn't the one saying that Weimer and Alessi were close and Weimer could end up being second in a series. I would mm-hmm. never say something no, that. That was not you. It, it, no, no chance I would have said that. It's just, but at one point, Weimer was uh, 12 points behind Alessi, and now with the race to go, Alessi has already locked up second in the points. Taking Alessi, backing Alessi like I have, for this, for 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 being the second best guy, for going to motocross nations, it's not an easy chore. I'm out front, taking the arrows, taking the rocks from everybody, <laughs> running the bandwagon. It, it trust me, it would be a hell of a lot easier and get me a lot less hate mail and tweets, hate tweets, to take a Weimer position. But I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I like to think that I'm finally getting rewarded a little bit. People are coming around to what I've been saying, to what I've been preaching. He has really turned around. He has really turned it around. I mean, at first I was like, eh, he's doing about as, you know, I wanted to take that. Other guys are out card, but um, you can't do that anymore because now the guys that are left that unless he was battling with the first half of the year, he's not battling with them anymore. He's closer to Dungey, really, than those guys are to him and most of the motos. Yep. Should have been on Motocross Nation's team. Um, got a text back from Shorty. Do you remember me as a mechanic? Shorty's reply, yeah, just the Yamaha days, though. That's all right. That's good enough. Yeah. Um, so with with that, we have Short, Wyndham, Chad, JT for one more race. Unless he were pretty sure has no clue, even though he wasn't around. Um, Jesus, that might be about it. Oh, are you serious? So folks, just understand the bitterness. Just understand the bitterness when these young kids move in. I'm having, some, I am having a bit of a meltdown right now. That that is true. That is it. That is it. Brayton. Oh, maybe, huh? Burner, 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 oh, definitely yeah. burner. Yeah, definitely burner because I was. No, never mind. I want to get into this. Stupid. We, we're running out of time. Okay. Um, Dewey. Dewey was around. Yeah? I don't know if Stu yeah. would remember, though. Yeah, I don't know if he'd remember, but he was there. No, Stu remembers for sure. No, no, we... He definitely, saw, he definitely watched Ricky tell you he was going to shoot you in the head. Probably. Good point. Um, okay, so let's, get, let's move on. Um, just another top ten for Phil Nicoletti out of his pickup truck? Yep. You know? Uh, what's funny about that? What, what are you laughing at? No, it is, it is really impressive. Like, really impressive. Like, I can't even believe that. Right. You have six. You have six in a so, moto. So, uh, That's crazy good. When do, you, when do I get some sort of acknowledgement from you, Wygant, that I know what I'm talking about and an, or an apology or something? Like, when do I get that? <laughs> from me? Why? What did I say? Just you, you can tell in your voice that you don't, you know, when I talk about Nicoletti when he was on Light's bike and, and having all those issues but being super fast and if only he could keep it together. I just, you could hear no, your, that is not true. I've argued you on many things, and I brought up the Celeste and Weimer thing just now as an example. But I have not doubted your Phil Nicoletti love. The only thing I was surprised by was I thought it was all this year. I did not know that you've been a Nicoletti fan for several years now. I didn't know that. But I was not disrespecting your love for him. I was just surprised. I was, um, I was on the Nicoletti bandwagon when he was riding an Alessi-tuned KTM with Varner. That's when I was on the Nicoletti bandwagon. When he, when he cleaned out Ryan Morris, at a, I didn't exactly preach that part, but... Uh, that year, whatever year that was. 
This is, um, folks, on, on, often on Friday nights, Steve and I have shared a couple of hotel rooms this year. And although we both have to get up at about 6 in the morning, uh, and we both should probably be lights out or so at 10 or 11, we, and I hope this isn't starting to go TMI, we just, you know, the conversation starts to flow, things start to happen, mm-hmm. both sharing the same room. Yeah. And the next thing you know, it's midnight, and we're still bench racing. Still talking, um, yes, absolutely. Still no. talking, talking, talking. That's talking. all, yeah. talking. No. Um, so, yeah, this week Steve announced to me that it's not just Phil this year with 1110 mods. He's been on the film bandwagon for several years, and I was merely saying, huh, I did not realize that. I was not saying, huh, I didn't realize he was good. I'm just saying I didn't know that you were on the, the Nicoletti slash Alessi bandwagon for several years now. It's not well, at all. My actions should have spoken for me. Putting Phil Nicoletti down. Hmm? Um. Hey, did either any of you guys? And I haven't watched the second moto yet. I got. Oh, I, I'm just started the second moto on TV. Uh, what happened in the short Chisholm collision? A tree was blocking my way. Did you get? We don't it? have it either. You didn't get it either. Okay. Uh, no. Shorty's guys, not Shorty himself, but Shorty's team guys said Chisholm took him out. Chisholm says, "How did I take him out? I was on the outside, and he came barreling into me," which was true. Chisholm, because I saw the lines. Going down the hill, Chisholm was on the outside. And next thing you know, both guys were down. Chisholm, Shorty's bike's all jacked up. Chisholm couldn't start his, and it was over for them. So, And, JT, you were not in the, pro- in the vicinity? No, I was, uh, I would say, 40 to 50 seconds behind them okay. um, <laughs> on the second lap. But uh, I, was, I was just with Chisholm a little bit ago, uh, and he definitely – reiterated what you just said, right. that he was on the outside and Shorty came down too hot on the inside, and right. that was that. Shorty's uh, second moto, uh, we're praising his first moto, his second moto was not good. He's not good in the mud and the slick like that. He was he was two to three seconds slower than all the guys around him for like three or four laps while the rain came down, and he was going backwards fast. Uh, he doesn't like that stuff, and, and you know, growing up in Colorado slash – uh, well, not Texas, but was it wasn't good moto for him. Hey, Wygant, if you're if you're a Yamaha fan, you hang your hat on a Ben LeMay eleventh place, the first. Never mind, I'm an idiot. Never mind, Nico Izzy. No, That's a dumb question. Yeah, Nico Izzy, um, who one of us predicted would not even race at the end of the year. Oh, JT, how's that going? All your all your stuff is JT is just falling down. Your house of cards that you built. <laughs> I, to quote to quote JT, you will not see Millsaps, Davalos, or Izzy at all until Anaheim. That that was a quote. Blah blah, whatever. <laughs> and so, Izzy told me at the end of the day that he's going for a podium at the Elsinore. And at the time, I heard him say that, and I'm like, what would make you think that you're going to jump? You know, he's been good this year, but it wasn't like too. he was in contention. What's that? I was going for a podium, too. Didn't work out. There you go. Um, but I actually looked at the results. Izzy was in fourth when he crashed in the first moto. And Josh Grant got a pair of fourths, and that got him on the podium. So if you're Izzy, you're probably looking at the guys you were running with or ahead of. Maybe there is a reason to think you can get a podium. I don't think it's going to happen. But it's not completely out of the question like I first thought. Right. How about him tripling up there? JT, not impressed at all. But in the motos, tripling in after the mechanics area. Is that not also where he crashed? Yeah, on the second triple, though. 
Well, the, the section, though. Yeah, the section, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, Canari probably would have went 3-7 on the day. He was in third place in the first moto, holding the mechanics wait. area. Wait, wait, wait. What? What? Wait. What? Wait. He was in third place in the first moto. He was. When, when did he pull into the mechanics area? It was early. It was early. When exactly did he pull? Do you know the lap that he pulled uh, in the mechanics area? Lap two, I believe. The be- Yes, the beginning of the second lap. A hundred feet after they had basically taken the green flag, this race is underway. So you're saying he probably would have gotten third. I believe so, in my heart. And Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but still. 30 uh, minutes and one lap remaining in the can, race. Basically, it's over. Can you say he wouldn't have? No, you can't. Yes. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever you do, everybody, just keep. I, you try. That was that was full on thievery, robbery. What you tried to do right there, you tried to sneak that one in and say he was running in third. He probably would have had a third. Yeah. If you're a lessee in that case, you might as well get the whole shot this weekend and then crash through the first turn. Well, he was in the lead. He probably would have won. <laughs> had that one won and threw it away. <laughs> well, uh, like Zach Bell, finally getting the whole shot. Uh, <laughs> it's similar to that. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Uh, Wage, what was up with P.J. Larson? Just, uh, he's out of the team at the end of the year, so they said, hey, you can ride 450s. We don't really care, basically. Yeah, but I'm actually wondering. I didn't know. Was he on a 350 or a 450? He was in the 450 class. Yeah, I don't know. Good good, good point. That team doesn't have Somehow a... I talked to him for a good 10, 15 minutes but, uh, after practice, but he didn't mention the fact that he would not be, that he'd be on a different bike. Let's talk about the 350, 450 thing. JT, I didn't, didn't bring this up to you, um, but I maybe should have. Um, in, the, in the second moto, I had a prominent industry person turn to me and say, you see this? The TV guys are doing a good job of shining shit right now. These bikes are too fast. They're, the riders can't ride them. Only a very few can. These guys are they, they can't handle these bikes. The tracks aren't ready for these 450s. They're too much bike. They're making the racing boring. You got to go down to 250 class, have a modified 250 class and have a production based 250 class and those are your two classes. These things are killing the sport. That was pretty close to the to the rant. Uh, Did he say killing our sport killing, or your sport? Killing the sport. The sport. What do you think of that, JT? I don't know. It's the same argument everybody makes. Whatever. I think 450s are fine. I really do. Right. And and I and I think and I always come back to something Wygant said, which is actually he's the first guy that really brought this up to, to mind. I don't. Unlike Wygant, I'll give him credit. He won't give me credit, but I'll give him credit. Uh, Weege, you were on the thing saying, hey, RJ ran away with races back in the day, and there's video proof of that. RC was gone on a 252-stroke. Um, this is just our sport. Guys, just check out and leave. McGrath, um, did he win a decent amount of races by checking out at the beginning? Did he do that a couple times on a two-stroke? A few. Three or four times MC got a big lead early and then mm. won by a huge margin. Also, that was, point, that was point A that I had. Point B was, did you watch the races last year? Did you watch the races? If I recall, last year's Supercross season, they were all on 450s, correct? Correct. I saw huge banners hanging from Sam Boyd Stadium in Vegas. Many huge banners. They were huge, and there were many of them that declared it as the greatest season of all time. We had multiple winners. 
pretty much every race is exciting. In fact, the last main event of the year in Vegas had Chad Reed and Brian Dungey going across the finish line side-by-side on 450s, battling for all 20 laps of the main event. James Stewart led for a while. Brian Villapoto led for a while. Kevin Windham led for a while. Then we went to the Nationals. We had three guys battling for the championship. The motos were great. It came down to the wire for a championship. That's about as good of a season as we've ever seen, and they did it all on 450s. So how can that be? They can't race these things. <laughs> Best season ever. Well, Best and season th- ever on 450s. And then there was a person who said that they can't race them to the fullest because they're worried about stalling them. Oh. <laughs> the good old days. Yes, you could tell they weren't trying to pass aggressively because they're worried about stalling them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I do agree, and we got into this, Weege, with you and, with you and David Iser. I do agree 450s have hurt Supercross, um, but they are here. They're here to stay. There's not much you can do about them, and I say adapt the series slash scheduling slash race format slash tracks to the machines and help them. I do not feel like the outdoors. I do not feel like the lack of racing is anything due to the machine. It's, it is what it is. That's, that's all you're going to get. Like you said last year, phenomenal. You know, I think the two-strokes, there's, there's a number of – of advantages, you know, whatever. They're, they're cheaper to maintain. They sound cooler. Uh, on and on and on. I'm not saying that 450s are better than 252 strokes. Maybe the sport is better, but for the actual point of the racing, I don't think there's an argument there. Um, if you want to say 450s go faster, so when you fall off, you get hurt more, fine. If you want to say they're louder, fine. If you want to say they're more expensive, fine. If you want to say they're harder to maintain, fine. But do not say the reason the racing is boring this year is because they're on 450s. That's ridiculous. It's because the same guys who battled last year are hurt, and plenty of guys got hurt on two strokes, too. Mm-hmm. JT, you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Right. I don't think that the, the displacement is an issue. I just think it's the guys are hurt, talent, you know, talent level, talent pool is diluted right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I just don't see how you can make that argument based off of, like, what we said last year was unbelievable, you know? Right. Just unfortunately, everybody's that made up last season other than Ryan is hurt. So, JT, if you were a team manager and you had to hire one guy from New York State, who would you who would you pick? One guy from New York State. Yeah, like if I um, like just just spitballing here. Carl Stone, the Stone Man. <laughs> Stone Man's from Jersey, yep. bro. So no, he was in Manhattan. Now you're just saying that to hurt my feelings. Uh, Chris Chris Blos came out, broke a leg, or broke an ankle, or something. So he made the long drip out from Arizona for for that bummer. Zach Freeberg, um, they switched motor motor companies, the Langston Witt Racing Team, and uh, they went with the factory setup. And Freeberg pulled a couple of good starts, but shock bolt fell out in one moto, and the second moto, I don't know. Anybody know? But anyway, Zach Freeberg was impressive in his limited time out there in the 40 class. And Kyle Regal. What this, I mean, we just, just skip over that pretty much. Did you see in the TV show that we had a feature on Team Gus? Yeah. Yeah. He's on Team Gus. Feature on Team Gus. And I found it really funny that the quotes, they talked to Rookstool and Regal. And there's Regal saying, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, they get your bike to the races. They help you out with everything you need. And I'm thinking to myself, of all people, to be having to say that Team Gus <laughs> is an awesome situation to be in. <laughs> well, did you see who was back wrenching? 
Yes. Yes. David Villeman's Get the favorite. reality show cameras back, baby. David, David Villeman's favorite team manager ever. Lucky Nichols is back spinning the wrenches <laughs> underneath there. Um, love to get DV's thoughts on that. Get the reality show cameras out. Um, all right. Anything else? What, what else do we want to talk about? Um, I feel like I feel like Kevin Benoit didn't get a lot of press, but then again, he went 28-24. Um, Are you going to take up tackle that single-handedly, build the hype for him? No, no, okay. I'm not. Um, he told me to pick him on my fantasy team. I wisely said no. I did tell you. That that I did, didn't I? Yep. Definitely thought he would score points. Uh, Shane Durham, Darren's brother. Hey, there's a thing on Pulp MX today about the projected 2013 national numbers. Darren Durham, not mm-hmm. going to have a national number next year. Going to be three-digit over there in the Pro Circuit 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Didn't think about that. But Is that a shocker for you since cool. he hasn't raced? What's that, JT? You're you're shocked at that since he hasn't raced. No, it's just something. Look at it. even Wygant, even Wygant admitted to be a little bit. Nah, surprised. he's just playing along. He didn't want to make you feel bad. Hey, JT, there's a guy named David Pingree who's more than happy to do these podcasts with us. <laughs> so you're lucky that you're racing these races we talk about, so we get you on. But believe me, there's people on the bench that if there's back if the back talk continues, we'll go to the bench. Pingree is getting a cat out of a tree right now. <laughs> uh, I think he's not always available very often. He, he definitely. But, uh, when he is available, which is a small window each week, he is available. <laughs> Between seven and seven fifteen on Wednesday mornings, he he seems to be have no problem doing these. Um, exactly. Uh, it's amazing that the guy that's a full time <laughs> racer has more time than the guy who actually works for the company. Um, yeah. Well, let's just say if it was Jeff Ward as our co host. There wouldn't be nearly as much time to do podcasts. <laughs> no. Training and, and riding. Training and training enough to win races. It's all the difference. The time. JT, that's going to be a big regret when you hang it up. No doubt. Uh, I just didn't that want didn't it. I didn't ride 96 days in a row? I didn't want it enough. I didn't want it enough. <laughs> Should have just tried harder. Yep. That's it. <laughs> I I, I'm going to definitely feel like I gave up on it too early. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you left something in the tank. <laughs> Uh, you're going to be number 73 next year, JT, um, ish, 73 ish, which would be your worst national number in, in forever. No. At 81. Uh, Early on, you did have 81. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. On a Cowie. Thanks for coming out though. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for doing the BTOsports.com racer X podcast, steel city wrap up. We got one more of these and then, uh, that's it, JT. You got one more race. Uh, good luck with that this weekend. I know um, you got a lot of fans from these things, so we'll be cheering for you. Wygant has made you the one to watch last weekend, um, so I feel like you've gotten your uh, you got the right press out there. Yep, I appreciate it. We will talk to you next week. All right, see you guys. See you. All right, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to find the more than 200 episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.